Hello and welcome to episode 8 of this series of Embryology Podcasts. And this podcast will be talking about the development of the... Urinary system. Urinary system. So the kidney, ureters a little bit. Bit of bladder. Urethra. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Um, good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're going to take the lead on this one again, aren't you? Because... Uh, you lecture in this and my voice is going because I was teaching for three hours yesterday and I can't talk so I'm drinking coke whatever I might follow up with burps yeah but before we um before we sort of dive in head first um do you want to just mention a little bit about our, our new sideline yeah it's not even a sideline is it because we're not really gonna get paid for it <laughs> but um yes um we're gonna as well as doing these audio podcasts in embryology we've started putting together a few little uh bite-sized snippets of anatomy teaching but in a video podcast format and we're still playing around with these and putting a few together and getting them the right size and that sort of thing but hopefully we'll be putting those out soonish yeah they're not available yet but um like i say like sam said we're still sort of playing around but i think it's they look the potential for them is really really good and i mean they're just short little bits of anatomy so nobody gets confused yeah and the trick is to do something different to what's already out there i mean uh robert ackland already does a superb set of uh, DVDs, which are obviously something you have to buy. And we're not even going for that. We're not going anywhere near <laughs> that. No, we're creating the, the cheap and nasty free resource. Uh, we're creating... Uh, we, we have a, a reasonable understanding of, you know, what students try to revise and what students try to remember. So we're kind of aiming it towards those things. Yeah, they'll be about as polished as the podcasts. Not that good. <laughs> yeah, they'll be fun. And we'll be on camera. Yeah, so um, after I brush my hair or something. Ah, that's a good idea. But those will be coming up uh, probably in the next four to six weeks or so. I guess we'll put them in the same podcast stream, will we? I don't see I why suppose. not. Yeah. You know more about that sort of stuff. I haven't worked it all out yet. Cool. Okay, so um, you can look forward to those, and I'm sure we'll all let you know when uh, when they come out. But um, back on to what we're doing today, the urinary system. Um, I'll just go, shall I? Yes, no, I was just thinking how relevant this was, drinking Coca-Cola with oh, the caffeine don't tell me and the diuretic. <laughs> if, if you hear the door going halfway through, Sam's had to leave for a pee. Right, okay. So how are we going to structure this then? We'll, we'll talk about the kidney and how that... Fo- we'll start top to bottom. And that, yeah. when we talk about the kidney, that'll lead us into kind of the uh, the collecting ducts and the ur- drainage system, won't it? Lead us yep, into yep. the ureter. Yep, yep. And then we'll go down to the bladder, which is actually an area we've already looked at a little bit. Because uh, when we looked at the hind gut and the cloaca, we looked at the bladder, probably. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and urethra, and it shouldn't take too long at all, should uh, it? I think it'll be easy. Go on then, crack on. Uh, where does the kidney develop? What does it develop from? Well, if you can cast your minds back to our trilaminar disc, where we've got our ectoderm, mesoderm, and endoderm, okay? Um, I think you'll remember from the last one... That was, a coke, <laughs> that was the Coke bottle flying across the room. You can remember that um, the mesoderm actually separates out into three different parts. You've got the paraxial mesoderm, which is around the notochord and the neural tube. Um, and that goes to be the somites. You've got the lateral mesoderm. That's right on, on the lateral end of it. That's going to um, donate cells for the limb bud. And then we've got the intermediate mesoderm, and that's in the middle. Um, so our urinary system is going to develop from intermediate mesoderm, Okay. And as the embryo folds around, we've got the two different types of folding, um, the cordocranial, yeah, head to toe folding, and we've also got around the lateral folding as well. Sure. Um, So as it does that, we develop a ridge um, of intermediate mesoderm, and it's actually called the urogenital ridge. 
There's a clue. Yeah. So the urogenital ridge is going to end up forming the urinary system and the genital system. The part that forms the urinary system is called the nephrogenic cord. Oh. Okay. The part that forms the genital system is called the gonadal ridge, but we'll talk about that when we do the genital system podcast. Okay. So we've gone from intermediate and uh, mesoderm to the urogenital ridge to the nephrogenic cord. Okay. So that's all happening sort of about three and a half weeks. Yeah. 26 days coming into the fourth week. And it's really into the fourth week when we start to see um, the specific development of kidney type structures. Okay. Okay. So, uh, the kidney then is developing from mostly mesodermy stuff. Kidneys develop from mesoderm, yeah. What about endoderm and ectoderm? They play a role? Yeah, the endoderm, um, which remember we all saw as the the gut tube forming. Um, Okay, so part of the uh, urinary system that forms from endoderm is the bladder and the urethra. And then a little part of urethra is formed from ectoderm, but we'll go into that a bit later. Am I sounding okay? Yeah. Good. So we've got that. So let's start on uh, the mesoderm kidneys. Okay. So there are three types of kidney that form. Yeah, because this is a bit weird, isn't it? Instead of having one kidney developing on each side, we've got three on each side. Essentially, yeah. The first one's called the pronephros or pronephroi. That's the uh, plural. Um, it doesn't work. It doesn't function as a kidney. It just looks a little bit like the next one that we'll look at. Apparently, it's analogous to kidneys of primitive fish, but I don't know anything else about that. Uh huh. So, so we've got the pronephros that forms. It has nephrotomes, which um, include um, tubules, um, and it also has a pronephro. Nef. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. pronephric duct as well. So it's got a pronephric duct and it also has tubules. Okay, so they're collectively nephrotomes. Um, the next one, the next part of the kidney that forms is the mesonephros. Okay, this is getting a little bit more interesting. Um, so the mesonephros begins... Oh, the mesonephros is getting a bit more interesting. Yeah, pronephros is boring, it doesn't do anything. Okay. Mesonephros is a little bit more interesting because it does do something. It starts to develop in the fourth week. So it has a so it has a job in the late embryo fetus. It has a function. It okay. is there to make some urine. Good. <laughs> okay, so like I said, it begins to form in the fourth week. It makes urine um, by the sixth week, but it actually then begins to degenerate between seven and ten weeks. Okay, so it's not really doing much for very long, but it is an important part. Um, it consists of segmented parts, so tubules, um, like the nephrotomes, the pronephros has it and the mesonephros, they both have nephrotomes. Right. Um, they're the nephrotomes tu- are? The, the, the tubules. So the functional units. The functional units. The kidney. Okay. So we have those, um, we also have the mesonephric duct and that's quite important because the, mm. um, Nephrotomes, the urine that they produce, gets collected in the uh, mesonephric duct and then flows down and enters the cloaca. Which we've talked about earlier. Which we mentioned, yeah. So um, mesonephros is important. Quite a big structure, one on both sides. Um, That's about it. 
Okay. And the third pair of kidney structures? Okay, the third is called metanephros. Okay, they end up being our permanent kidneys. They're the ones, um, you know, that we have the ureter attached and it's all very functional, very, very like the adult structure. The ureter attached? What did I say? I'm not sure. Yeah, ureter. Okay. So we have pronephros, a mesonephros and a metanephros yeah. on each side. Yeah, the metanephros begins to form in the fifth week. Okay, so and we'll look a little bit more about that. It's the later of the three. Yeah, it's the last one to form. Um, and it actually begins to produce urine after about uh, about the ninth week. Cool. So um, so let's we've done the pronephros, insignificant in man, very high up in the neck part of the embryo. We've done the, the mesonephros. Mesonephros we've done um, lower down, so more caudal to the pronephros, but above the developing metanephros. Um, happy with that? I think yep. so. Metanephros now. So this is obviously... So these are kind of running on the posterior wall of the embryo. Yep, yep. Kind of along the full length of the gut tube. Because this is a very small embryo. Yeah, yeah. And, and think about where, where the kidneys end up in man. You know, they're at the posterior abdominal walls. So posterior middly. Middly part, yeah. Yeah. All right, so how does our metanephros form? Because it's, it, it doesn't form along the same sort of lines as the pronephros and the mesonephros, okay? If you remember, the mesonephros that's formed... Um, all the urine flows down the mesonephric duct, okay? Uh-huh. Now, the mesonephric duct has um, a, a budding or a diverticulum, if you like. It's called the ureteric uh, bud or the metanephric diverticulum, whichever one you prefer. It can be called both and often is. Okay. So why is, so why is the ureteric bud important? Well, it's, um, it buds off and it's, it's important to remember it's at the caudal end of the mesonephric duct, okay? Yep. And it's very important because this is going to be, um, it's going to, well, clues in the name, ureteric, it's going to be the ureta, but it's also going to branch off and it ends up forming all sorts of um, different parts, the tubular structures of the kidney. So the ureteric bud's going to be the ureter yep. and it's going to be all those urine collecting spaces within the kidney. That's exactly it. So the pelvis, the major calyx, the minor calyx, and also all the collecting tubules all form from branches of the ureteric bud. Uh-huh. Um, and the other part of the kidney um, forms from um, some mesoderm that's still around, okay, some metanephric mesoderm from intermediate mesoderm. It's important to remember it's still from intermediate mesoderm. Um, and that basically makes a cap over the ureteric bud. And when the ureteric bud branches, kind of the cap stays on it. So the ureteric bud branches, um, so the first four times end up being the major calyces. Um, the next four times it branches, you get the minor calyces. Then you get the collecting tubules, it just keeps branching. And then as those collecting tubules branch out and come into contact with cells from the metanephric cap, those, there's a sort of reciprocal um, signaling going on. Yep. And then the cells in the metanephric cap are induced to form what will end up being neurons. Uh, nephrons? Nephrons. <laughs> Big jump there. Yeah, I hate neuroanatomy. So there we have the two parts, the kidney, the nephrony part and the collecting part. So close, I just balled up the punchline. Right, so <laughs> <laughs> the nephrons that are forming from the metanephric cap, okay, they, um, the, the, there's condensations of cells and they basically come together and they end up forming what we call a, a renal vesicle or a metanephric vesicle. 
okay? Remember, both names. Um, and then the vesicles basically expand, forming tubules, also renal or metanephric. Names um, used, both used. So, okay. so the tubules that form then from the metanephric cap come into contact with the end, with the distal end of the collecting tubule. Okay, yep. so um, and remember in adult life that's completely continuous. Okay, yes. so that's one end. At the other end, the tubule, so the metanephric tubule, is um, forming what looks very like is going to be the Bowman's capsule. Uh huh. Okay, so we get that kind of cupped yeah. uh, appearance. Of it. And then also there are um, groups of capillaries that are coming in and getting closer and closer. Um, they become all twisted and you basically get your glomerulus. And then as development goes on, the glomerulus comes into very close contact with the Bowman's capsule, a renal corpus, all if you like. Um, then we get all the physiology stuff that goes on yeah, yeah. and we actually get the production, the filtering of the blood and the production of urine, which can then travel along the form, the, the tubule that has elongated and then we've got, you know, all the different parts of the nephron. I'm not going to go into them now. Then they flow th straight through into a collecting tubule. Excellent. And off. So we can see how the ultrastructure of the kidney develops. So the key words there are ureteric bud yep. and metanephric cap. Yeah, it, it's not really that, it's not too difficult. Excellent. Okay, next. Um, next, we'll look at, well, we've done the ureter, we've done the kidneys. Well, we want to talk about how we go from having three kidneys on either side to just having one kidney on either side. Oh, right. That's easy. They degenerate. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, how, yeah, we started off with kidneys at different heights and we end up with kidneys in the middle. Kidneys descend or descend. And... Oh, I see where you're going. Yeah. Okay, so if you can remember the picture or, or find a picture of where the ureteric bud um, buds off at the caudal end of the mesonephric duct, you'll see how low down in the embryo it is developing, okay? And it gets its blood supply from the nearest blood vessel, okay? So that's going to be, it was pretty close to the iliac branches of the aorta, right? So the embryo is still developing at this time. Everything's growing. and Getting longer. A bit of a growth spur in the lumbar and the sacral regions, okay? So effectively what happens is the embryo grows away and which... Um, makes the, the the lower end of the embryo grows away, which causes the kidneys to appear to ascend. The embryo lengthens, and the kidneys relatively yeah. ascend to our top position. We call it the ascent of the kidneys. So, top banana. Yeah. And of course, we can talk about the gonads in a similar way. Probably in the next podcast. Yeah, I think that's best. But um, what another important thing is when when the kidneys do ascend, their um, blood supply. Um, changes so they will get their blood supply from whichever part of the aorta is nearest to them so as they're you know as it were moving up the abdomen um, their old blood supply will degenerate a new one will arise that kind of thing yeah neat and they stop when they reach the adrenal glands or the suprarenal glands they kind of hit that and that's their crash into the yeah. adrenal glands Oof. cool so that's really everything well, that's the kidneys. the kidneys and the, and the ureter. So the ureters then convey urine down into the bladder. Yeah. So how does the bladder develop? Okay, well, we mentioned the bladder. 
um, because we mentioned the cloaca, um, which was part of the hindgut. Okay, so if you can remember so already, back to the hindgut. Yeah, we've already seen the cloaca when we looked at the gut Exactly. And we know that the mesonephric ducts also emptied into the cloaca, okay? Yep. So it kind of makes sense for that to develop into the bladder because that's where all the urine's going anyway. So, but what actually happens in the cloaca is there is a division, okay? There's a septum that grows down. We've got to divide it into ventral and dorsal parts. So into urogenital and hindgut parts. Yeah. Rectum. Rectum parts. And so the, there is a, a septum that grows down. It's got a couple of different names, but it's essentially along the lines of the urogenital septum or the urorectal septum. So that goes down and splits them into urogenital sinus, which is ventral, and the rectum, which is dorsal. Sweet. Yeah. Now. So the urogenital sinus, anteriorly, yeah. that's going to be the space that becomes urogenital stuff. Yes. Bladder. Yeah. Including the name. Yeah. So, so everything is still draining into the urogenital sinus, okay? Now, there are three parts of the urogenital sinus. Okay, vesical, phallic, uh, pelvic, and phallic in that order. Okay, so vesicles like the top part, and that makes most of the bladder, pretty much all of it. Um, and then we've got the next bit down is the pelvic part. Now that makes the part of the urethra that comes out of the bladder at the neck of the bladder. Uh huh. And in women, it makes all of the urethra. So it makes right. all the way through. And in men, it makes, well, most of it. And we'll talk about the little bit that's not made from that later. Yes. Save okay. that for the reproductive one. Yeah. And then the last part of the urogenital sinus is called the phallic part. Um, and clues in the name there as well, because that ends up going towards um, being part of the primordium for the penis and the clitoris. Okay. Aye. So we'll leave that there and we'll cover that when we do the genital system. Sure. So... So the bladder is essentially formed from the vesical part of the urogenital sinus, but there is an... Vesical bladder. Yeah. There's an important part um, of the bladder that we call the trigon. Okay. And that's actually formed from the caudal ends of the mesonephric duct that become incorporated into the bladder. Okay. So that's on the posterior wall. Um, yeah. Okay. So we've got the bladder forming from... Part of the urogenital sinus, which was the cloaca, mm -hmm. from part of it is formed from the mesonephric duct. Yeah. And the allantois? The allantois is a funny little thing. Um, like we mentioned before that it isn't that important in humans. In non-egg yes. <laughs> non people. <laughs> I love those egg people, don't you? <laughs> right. So the allantois actually ends up becoming quite a, a thick, fibrous cord. Um, and we call it the uracus. I don't know where the name came from, I'll be honest. But do you know? No. Okay, so the allantois, basically, um, we know it's got a lumen. We know it's continuous and, it, you know, it comes out of the umbilica. But basically, the lumen becomes obliterated. I like that word. Um, so it becomes this thick, thick fibrous cord called the uracus. And actually, in, in adults, it's the median umbilical ligament, which is at the apex uh -huh. of the bladder. Okay, so that's important to remember. It's just a nice, you know, it's a remnant, an embryological remnant, and uh, it's very clear in in the adult. Yes. Okay. So most of the bladder, though, is formed from the vesical part of the urogenital sinus. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Um, and so, really, that's the bladder, and we've covered the um, urethra as well, although there was a little bit about the urethra, the male urethra, that I should probably mention about now. Can do. 
Um, well, we mentioned that most of most of the male urethra is formed from the pelvic part of the urogenital sinus, okay? But there's a little bit that grows in from the glands of the penis, and it grows in as a cord of cells, which ends up um, canalizing um, and coming into contact with the, the endodermal part, which is the urogenital sinus, um, ends up coming into contact with them and they become continuous. So that ingrowth from the glands of the penis is actually uh, ectoderm. So the last part of the male urethra has an ectodermal origin and the rest is endodermal. So we have ectoderm, endoderm, and then the mesoderm of the kidney. Yeah. Clear? Yeah. Cool. Good stuff. Sweet. Well, thanks, Ray. I think that's it. And then urine is expelled into the amniotic? Yeah, interestingly, because I, I know that some people will be thinking, oh, but I thought there was a membrane over the, you know, how does it work? The membrane ruptures about the seventh week. So that's how urine can flow out into the amniotic yeah, so fluid. After the the um, urogenital septum, septum yeah. has reached that membrane. Yeah. The the cloacal membrane, they it ruptures. Then it ruptures and you have the two holes. Yeah. Exposure to the external environment. Yes. Excellent. Okay. Thanks. That was really well done, Ree. Oh, thanks. Uh it's it's not a difficult subject. Um and quite often you'll notice in all the textbooks that the urinary system and the genital system you know, are, are in one chapter. So they're very closely linked. And and, and remember yes. that the mesonephric duct I will be discussing when we do the genital system because it makes some things in the man, but not in the lady. <laughs> mesonephric duct versus paramesonephric duct. Dun, dun, dun. We'll have to save that one for... Right, time for a cup of tea. Yep, I'm in. All right, thanks, Sam. Cheers. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. See you next time. Ta-ra.